risen. He's alive. He is the resurrected Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. May we worship him with spirit and in truth. We join in. We can sing the chorus. Hallelujah.
continue to worship our God. Amen. We want to lift us the congregation saying this is the day the Lord has made. Amen. Amen. Are y'all ain't with me this morning? I 
nothing. He knows everything about us. He already knows it before you do. Otherwise, he wouldn't be God. So he is omniscient, all-knowing. He is omnipotent, all-powerful. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. Uh, you can't hire from him. You can't do nothing in the dark that he cannot see. Amen, church. Amen, amen. We all that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. Oh, we don't feel like crazy. <laughs> must be too, must be too cold out there for a pastor. All right, all right, all right. The scripture reading this morning will come from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter one. The Gospel according to Luke, chapter one. We're going to go down to verse forty-six. The Gospel according to Luke, chapter one. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Luke chapter 1, we're going to go down to verse 46. Luke 1 and starting at 46. If you're able to stand in honor of God's word, you may do so. Luke chapter 1, starting at verse 46. See, I see some still looking for it on your smart device or your Bible, so we will wait for you. Luke chapter 1 and verse 46. All right, and it reads, Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy. He has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made his promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then went back to her home. Amen, church. Amen. Amen. Let's let's have a word of prayer. Our Lord, our God, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, Lord. There's none like you, Lord. Lord, we want to come thanking you, Lord, for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Lord. Your only begotten Son that you sent to die for us, Heavenly Father. He who knew no sin became sin for us, Heavenly Father. And we thank you for that. Lord Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, for showing us how to love one another, how to treat one another. Lord, this is a time we celebrate your, your birth, Lord Jesus. Lord, let us remember the reason for the season, Heavenly Father. Let us keep in mind, Heavenly Father, that God has given us a Savior. Heavenly Father, save us, Heavenly Father, for we need saving, Heavenly Father. Father, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for being our Savior. Lord, we thank you for being our mediator between God and mankind. Lord, we just thank you, Lord. Lord, please bless in the sanctuary this 
morning, Lord. Bless from the front to the back, side to side, and the best food, Lord. Lord, just help us right now, Heavenly Father, to give you praise, to give you thanks, to give you honor, Lord. For you are worthy, you are worthy, you are worthy, Heavenly Father. All praise belong to you alone. Not to us, Lord, but it all belongs to you, Heavenly Father. Father, please bless every song that will be sung and every prayer that will be prayed. Please bless the gospel of Jesus Christ that's going to go forth all across the land that it changes us from the inside out, Heavenly Father. Father, please bless all of our sick and all of our shut-in, Lord. Just touch right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Heavenly Father. Father, just touch us, Lord. Help us right now to forget about ourselves and just concentrate on you. Just meditate on the goodness of the Lord. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, we magnify you. It's in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen, church. Amen. Amen.
Glory, glory to the newborn king. Oh, hallelujah. You know, to, when we say to get glory, is where we come, where we get that term, we use the doxology. The doxology is the transliteration of the Greek word for to glory. And so to give God glory, because glory belongs to him. For he is worthy. Amen. And so when we, glor- when we glorify him, we are worshiping him. We are praising him for who he is. His presence demands it. His presence commands it. And also his presence makes everything come around him and show that he is God when he shows up. As we've been celebrating in Advent, right, the old that the Lord will burst from heaven. Right, and the mountains shake and his enemies tremble. Oh, to know we serve an awesome God that when he shows up, things just change. Mm. Father, we just welcome you, Lord, continuing in our lives. Known by just your presence, things change. Circumstances change. Death becomes life in your presence. We thank you, God, for your power. Father, as we continue to study your word, we praying for you to guide us as we prepare to hear your preached word, uh, that we might see Jesus and have your word hidden in our heart that we might not sin against you. Move, Father, move, Father God, right now. We are surrendering to your will, we pray. Amen. This morning, we're going to deal with the subject matter of praise the Lord, our Savior. Help me announce that to your neighbor. Tell them, praise the Lord, our Savior. Amen. So you don't feel the other person, you don't like them. Turn to them too. Tell them what you said. Praise the Lord, our Savior. Praise the Lord, our Savior. Amen. Hope everybody feels comfortable now. My question is, what moves you to give someone praise? Who are the people you admire and you are in awe of their talent or the personality or their production? As I think about this, as a young kid growing up, like everybody, I wanted to be an NBA basketball player. And, and so I, I thought it was in the cards for me. And then I found out I can only grow five foot nine. And then I found out that was not very in, inductive for a coach to want to play a short play uh, on the basketball court when he had so much more taller talent. And I said taller talent, but they weren't as talented as me. I could do tricks with that ball them tall people couldn't do. But they were closer to the basket <laughs> than I was. But you put me out on the street courts. Uh, I was out there playing, and I was trying to mimic the, play, the player that I admired. And that basketball player was Tim Hardaway. Why do I like him? Because he was under six feet tall. They said, he looked like me. So let me play like he played. And some of you might know, if you didn't know, he had a move that's called the killer crossover. Uh, he was in college called the UTEP, the UTEP Texas Tech Two-Step. And so... Think about this now. I want you to understand that Cream and George Boy had the sky hook, er, and uh, uh, George Irvin had, you know, the, the, the finger roll. But Tim Hardaway had the crossover. Like he trademarked the crossover. It was so good. I said, "Shoot, I can do that on the court." So I'll be downstairs practicing doing this killer crossover. Go to the lane to the right, to the left. Come back over the lane to the right, and go to the cut. I'll be out to talk to trash and cash. You can't shoot. You can't guard me. Right? I want you to know jump shot. I want to break your ankles and pull a layup, right? So that was my goal. I grow up, 
realizing the NBA is way beyond me. <laughs> but Tim Hardaway comes to the Peoria City. I took my little brother with me and said, we're going to see my man. I go to see my idol, Tim Hardaway. I had my, my rookie car. I had, I had all this basketball car. I had my rookie car for him to sign. I had at least, I think, three or four. I had more than one. <laughs> I put him down in front. He said, just let me sign all of these. <laughs> I was in such awe of my eye. I don't know what I was standing there. One would be fine. <laughs> and so what happened on the highlight here is that because of my admiration from him as a kid, growing up, I wanted to play basketball like him. I finally get to meet him as a grown adult, but yet I was back to a little kid, seeing him way past his playing days, sitting down behind the table, but all I could see is him crossing somebody up and going to the cup, saying, that's my man right there. So when I highlight this, think about the people that you admire when you meet them and how you have nothing but fond ideas about him. I was mad he didn't sign all my cards, but I was such an awe of him, like he signed one. <laughs> right? And so what I want to highlight here is that think about the people you admire, whether it be because of their talent, right? It might be because of their leadership. It might be because of their production of what they have done and the skill you admire in them and that you put praise upon them, that you don't talk evil of them, but you talk about how good they are. These are the people that we praise. Magazines look to praise people coming into the, the year, right? The person of the year, the sports person of the year, right? They have all these stories that they want to put praise upon. Hey, these are the people that influenced and made an important aspect of our community or in our year at this time, right? And so we recognize that in there. But one thing is this is that I want to highlight is that it's always based off someone else's opinion, right? I told you my favorite player, some of y'all are probably like, he's nobody, exactly. Because everybody has their own favorite player. And I want to I wanna throw this caveat in, everybody only like Michael Jordan. So let me be a fan for somebody else. <laughs> and so here's the thing is this, that when you like what you like, that's what you like. But can I tell somebody that everybody can be admired and in love with Jesus? Because he does something for everybody. Maybe Tim Hardaway didn't do anything for you. But I can tell you Jesus did something for you. Whether you want to acknowledge it or not. I want you to know that we praise and admire him who came down from heaven to die on the cross for our sins. And I want you to understand that praise is a verb. So it means that it is something you do. We understand it, right, when we sing that song, praise is what I do. But did you also think about that praise is what I do? You say, I like that song, but is it what you do? Because praise is the verse, so therefore my actions should be praiseworthy towards my God. So I want to make sure that I praise him and I best express how I live for him. Before I get to our text, I want to highlight another verse for us. Psalm 22, verse 3 says, Yet you are holy, O, and you are enthroned upon the praises of Israel. What I want to highlight here is that oftentimes we hear people say how God inhabits right the praises of his people. And basically saying that if you praise God, basically what I want to highlight here, I don't want to, to suggest that you've got to praise God for him to show up. That's not what's going to happen. He, he's, basically what they're saying is that, God, you are holy, and you are worthy to be praised. That's what the text is saying. It's not that if I praise you, you're going to be here. It's that you are already here. You are worthy to be praised. And so it says, you are holy. And you are the one who we worship and praise on the throne. 
It's, it's setting us as declarative statement of this is who you are. What I want to highlight here that oftentimes we praise God trying to get something to happen. But we want to praise God before who he is and what he has already done. Not praise him for something else to happen. And so think about we praise God for what he has done. So that's when we're going to look at our text today. Of what moved Mary to praise God. What moved Mary to praise God. I want to highlight here that this song that Mary sings is not after she meets with the angel. It's not after she finds out she's with child. But it's after she meets with her relative Elizabeth. Who's pregnant with John the Baptist. And the text tells us that when Elizabeth was pregnant with John the Baptist, that he would have the Holy Spirit at that time. And so now she is filled with the Holy Spirit in her womb. And Mary's filled with the Son of God in her womb. Watch out, somebody. Mm. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Join with me now. In verse 46, it says, Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. What caused her to praise the Lord? God's movement in her life. Do you not praise God for his movement in your life? Yes, sir. God shows up in our life in amazing ways. He can choose how to use his creation for his purpose and for his glory. We echoed earlier in the previous sermon, right? God is the Potter, we are the clay, which means the potter can choose what he's going to make you for. You might want to be the saucer. You might want to be the cup. Or you might want to be the, the vase to hold everything. But God's going to tell you, but maybe all you're going to be is just a little shelf. What else he can make you? He can make you. But yet, here's the thing. is Whatever God makes is for his glory. Yes, sir. We get caught up about how other people look at us, but make sure, do you see how God sees you? Don't try to make yourself bigger than you are. Let God make you big, because God's already the biggest. And so God shows up using Mary, and God shows up using her relative Elizabeth, who was barren. Notice how we have a young maiden, we have an elderly, an elderly woman who is barren, being used by God for our redemption purposes. Mm. Notice that Mary needs this information for confirmation of what God has already done. Go back with me now, y'all with me in Luke chapter 1. Yes, sir. Verse 36, verse 37 says, What's more, your relative, Elizabeth, has become pregnant, and in her old age, people used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son, and his and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Notice the context here. That she's in her sixth month. So she's almost due. I'm going to highlight that because you look at the end. Mary stays for how long? Three months, right? So he stays, she stays for the full term. And then she leaves. But she's there at that moment in time. There. When you notice that. So. The relative John is roughly about what? Six months older than his relative Jesus. <laughs> so they're roughly around the same age. And you notice that they're coming in this point together. And so Mary's excited with this news 
that she hears, she rushes. Once she hears it, she rushes to go see her relative. All right, you said this. Let me go see what's going on. Notice again, she did not stop and sing. She did not stop and worship. She did not praise him yet. She's getting confirmation of what has already happened, what has transpired. Now, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to be with child. I'm a virgin. I'm, I'm going to be with child. You're going, to, you're going to be the God, the Father, going to come up me with the Holy Spirit. And I'll be in prayer with the Son. His name will be Jesus. And you think this is something, well, catch this. God already did this with your relative who was barren, who's old in age. God's word will never what? Fail. So we see here, a few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea. That's chapter, uh, verse 39, still chapter 1, to the town, where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. I want to highlight that because it says she entered where Zechariah lived, but you know Zechariah can't talk. And so I can imagine that they had some good conversation there without no interruptions. Y'all quiet on me. And at the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her. And what happened by this child leaping? Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Mary hurried a few days later to go to the hill country of Judea. Now Mary's leaving from Nazareth to go to Judea. And the presence of the Lord brings joy. How is it that baby John in the mother's womb rejoices in hearing the voice of Mary. Yeah, yeah, I want you to look closely. It says, at her voice. <laughs> and so, he's basically saying, I can't see out the mother's womb, but I heard her voice. He's here! <laughs> yeah! The one I'm preparing the way for is here. He's here already. But notice, right, that's not the time to time. But yet he's like excited, like, this is who I'm here for. Wow. And that Elizabeth realizes the spirit overtakes her, that she's in awe. That at the, at the sound of Mary's reading, Elizabeth's child leaped. And then we look at what happens, is that Mary is now blessed by Elizabeth. Verse 42, Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has what? Bless you above all women, and your child is blessed. This comes because of the Spirit of God is present. Why am I so honored, verse 43, that the mother of my Lord should visit me when I heard you greeting the baby in my womb jumped for joy? You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. And that's all. Now, she just walked in the door. She didn't get the story. But she got the story. Through the spirit. She had revelation of what God is doing. Because she's seen what God can do for herself. So she was now, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not um, 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 perplexed or appalled by what happens, but I'm going to praise God for what has happened because he did it for me. And so he says that you are blessed and your womb is blessed. The fruit of your womb is blessed because you believed what the Lord said. There's something special about believing what the Lord said. Some, I, I've seen some bumper stickers says, you know, God said and that settles it and stuff like that. 
right? And here's the key thing about in our lives that oftentimes we struggle because we want to validate what God has said instead of just believing what God has said. But one thing I like about our God that he does not get offended. I get offended all the time. I tell somebody they question me. Like, you don't believe me? Right? All the time I tell somebody, oh, you don't believe me? All right, look it up. Right? And so, but God is like, you don't believe me? Go check it with your cousin. <laughs> and that's what he said, right? He said, for you to know that it's real, your relative is also with child that was barren. Go, go find out for yourself. I'm so glad that God is patient with us. That when he wants to do amazing things in our lives and we're not fully ready to receive everything that he has for us, that he will put people in our lives to help confirm what God is already doing in our lives. And that's why Elizabeth was able to confirm, you are blessed and your womb is blessed. And then I like the reflection here that Elizabeth says, I am so honored. I want you to catch the gravity of that. I am so honored that the mother of my Lord. Y'all see that there? She is honored not because only is Jesus present, but the mother of her Lord is present. I'm honored that you came by to check in on me. And you are the mother of the Lord and Savior. She, She could have said, you know, my baby's special. Angel came by and told me I'm going to have a baby. I'm, I'm special. But no, she says, no, you are special. I'm out of that. You came in here. One thing we need to understand in our lives is that when we are in front of God's presence, don't, it's not the time for you to boast your resume. Tell God how good you are. Look, God, what I've done. Look what I've accomplished. Look what I've done. This is the time to say, Lord, I'm honored that you have put me in the position that I'm able to be used for your glory. That I'm able to use my talents and my strengths and even my passions that you might receive glory and honor. And I realize, God, everything that I have comes from you. When we understand that God is worthy of our praise, then when people praise us, it helps us to humble ourselves, realize that thank you. And then you got to say thank God. Because God is because of you I'm in this position. But why just the sound of Mary's voice? Did this cause joy in Elizabeth and the fruit of her womb? Well, because the Spirit was with Jesus. Y'all missed it. Let me let me try it again. Elizabeth was pregnant. That God told you He will be with the Holy Spirit at the time of His inception. Jesus, the Son of God was going to be impregnated by the Spirit with God in Mary. But Jesus comes there. And the Holy Spirit is there. And like, we together. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. All right. Um, Isaiah 61 and 1. Let me give you some reference. Y'all like, what pastor talking about? The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. For the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and proclaim the captives will be released and the prisoners will be free. Now, Jesus quotes this after he comes from the wilderness. Because after he comes from the wilderness is after he was baptized. Because after he was baptized, that's when he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And when he was filled with the Holy Spirit, he took him out into the wilderness. And when he was out in the wilderness, he was tempted. And then he came out, he started preaching. 
And he started teaching, saying, the scripture has been fulfilled in your eye, that the spirit of the Lord is upon And so what I'm trying to highlight here is that when Jesus and the spirit got together, they said, we're going to do some things. And that's why they rejoice realizing the potential of power and purpose that can come when we allow God to have his way. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The presence of the Lord's there. Let them know that what was not can be what is. The presence of Jesus changes everything. The Lord came from heaven to earth so that he can make the blind regain sight, the deaf be able to hear, the lame be able to walk. And glory to God, I'm so glad he came that the deaf might know life. And so the spirit moved in them in such a way, realized like this is some power. I don't know about you, but I've been to some places where you realize power was palpable. You got into a place, you realize, like, ooh, this energy in here feels different because of the potential and the power that is here. You, you might, you, 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 this is a word we kind of call synergy. That you might be working with a team and all of a sudden everybody has a smile on their face saying, we're doing some good things. Let, let's continue doing this work and next thing nobody's looking at their watch because they're having so much time. Instead, what happens? Everybody starts getting phone calls. Like, oh, it's time for me to go. Oh, it's time for me to go. Because they don't want to go because the energy is so there. Some of y'all look at that face as long as I wish I had that experience. You had that experience. You just don't remember. But go back. Go back. There was some time. Maybe it was in Boy Scouts. Maybe it was in Girl Scouts. Maybe it was you outside playing basketball. Mama said, come home. And you had to come home. It might have been there. Maybe, maybe you had to grow an adult, right? You might not have been that there. But you had some time that the energy was so powerful, like the potential. What we could do is beyond our imagination. But right here, what was so palpable is that what was there was creation. Think about that for a moment. What was there was creation. He holds all things together. Without him, there's nothing that is made that was not made. So when they came into that room, they were able to feel that energy and realize something special is happening here. And so that's why, look what happens. Mary responds. How does she respond? Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. I don't know about you, but you, can you see the momentum here shift now? That I'm pregnant with Jesus. And she's pregnant with John. But he has the spirit. I have the son. The father's all around. Ooh, I gotta move, I got a reason to praise him for what he's done. Now notice her praise is not by herself, but about what God has done for Israel. Let me read it to y'all again. Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he took notice of this lowly servant girl, and from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows me mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and the haughty ones. He has brought down the princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. 
He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rents away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. So notice how in this praise she recognized that God, you saw me. But as you saw me, I see how you see all of Israel. Now, Jesus, right, is from Nazareth because that's where his mama from. Mary was in Nazareth. And, and so here it is that Jesus came in humble beginnings. Uh, he was not in a place of authority. He wasn't even recognized by the scholars because he wasn't a scribe or a Pharisee scholar working in the temple. Like, how does this man know more than us when we got all the access to the resources? You know what I'm saying? This, this man don't got no library in the house. He got all them carpenter tools. How do we know what's in, the, what's in the scriptures? But he's able to teach and preach with authority because he is the scriptures. <laughs> I am who you've been looking for. And when they understood that he is who he says he is, that's when they got mad. <laughs> Remember they tried to stone him because he said I am? And so God's presence causes us to realize, Lord, how can I praise you? How can I worship you? We praise you for how great is your love towards you. Look what she says, that I was little, I was insignificant, I was small, but yet you lifted me up. Then she went to the, to the macro aspect of the, how God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. She highlights here that God, you are merciful, knowing that we deserve what we should get, but you show mercy. But you know, mercy means I don't give you the punishing you deserve. God, you are merciful. Then also he points, she, she re-echoes. What the angel told her, that God will do what he said he would do. He says that you are keeping your promise. You, for he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his children for how long? Forever. Tell you never, God's word is good. So for the mighty one who is holy, it should be worship, it should be praise. And notice that he is holy, that I too have a call to be holy, but on my own I am not holy. Leviticus 11, Leviticus 11, chapter verse 45 says, For the Lord God says, I am the one who brought you out of the land of Egypt, that I might be your God. And therefore you must be holy because what? I am holy. And so our fallen nature points how we're in need of God's mercy, we're in need of God's grace. And yet she points that out in verse 50 of Luke chapter 1. He shows mercy from when? Generation to generation to all who fear him. That's why we know all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Thank God that he mercy. So the reason why we praise him because he is holy. We praise him because he is loved. We praise him because he's our Savior. We praise him for his mercy. And so therefore, because what God has done in my life, I should have some kind of response. And one response should be praise. One response should be worship. And the audience response should be repentance. That I might turn from this life away from him to turn a life with him. God told Mary through the angel, I've done what I said I was going to do. One thing I like about God's promise is that it is true. God does what he says. God is not a man that he shall lie to, or he shall repent. Will he shall repent. We not say, will he not do? We, we live in a time now when somebody says, is that a threat? And somebody says, no, that's a promise, right? That little fun or that stuff, right? Here's the beautiful thing about God. God says it doesn't matter if the threat or a promise is going to happen. 
<laughs> That's the deal with God. Like God said, like, well, however you want to interpret what was said, it's going to be done. And so we understand that if God says, Mary, you will be with child. Elizabeth, you will be with child. He will be Jesus. He will be John. And this is what's going to happen. It will be done. Are we open for God to interrupt our lives? Mary had an interruption. She was not planning. She was just happy to be with Joseph and like go on. But God said, I got a new plan for you. You're going to be with child. Who am I? That you would choose me. Well, you are blessed. Her relatives says, you are blessed. And the fruit of your womb is blessed. Then she started realizing, oh, who am I, God, how I will praise you, for I am blessed. I want you to understand that you are blessed by God. Look how your circumstances are, whatever you're going through in your life, that you are, whatever you're going through is not too difficult, not too hard for our God, that he cannot use you. People in this world won't use you because they think little of you. But God loves you this much. That he stepped down from heaven. To be born in a barn, y'all. In a manger. You know, that's basically a barn, a trough where they feed the animals. He's out there with them animals. He wasn't born in a comfortable lust palace. But born out there because they didn't think highly enough of Joseph and Mary to let them in their house. And now nah, y'all, we ain't got room for y'all. But y'all can get out there, hang out there with my dog. But don't mess with his water dish. That's basically how, we, how we, 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 we don't have cows or cats, but we got pets, right, outside. We're like, hey, my dog got a house. He can stay out there. We got room out there. That's what happened, y'all. I want you to gather what happened, that they went where the animals stayed, not where the people stayed. And God came that way. Humility. To show us the way. God does what he says he will do. The salvation of this world is done, as God said it will be done. All good things come from the Lord. And Romans 11.36 says this. <clears throat> for everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen. What I want to highlight here is that, remember I talk about the doxology. The doxology is basically how we use the doxology now to give God glory. And here, Mary is giving God glory and praising him for who he is. And we think about when we sing the doxology every Sunday at the end, how do we conclude the doxology? Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Do you not see Father, Son, Holy Ghost here in this text? The Father sent the Son, and the Spirit is there. Mm. We believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. What's, what's significant about this is that the Holy Spirit, is this is happening pre-Pentecost. So this is when God truly will selectively give his spirit to those who are used for his purpose. And oftentimes it will be on a prophet and it will be on a priest. But here we see it is on Elizabeth through John. She proclaimed, Mary, you are blessed and your womb is blessed. <clears throat> What I want to highlight here is that why did Elizabeth receive the Spirit? Because he was confirming what God is doing. Mm -hmm. I want to encourage you that God will give you power to confirm what he is doing in your life. 
Elizabeth was not a priest, she was not a prophetess, but yet at that moment in time she was prophesying because she understood what was before her because the Spirit of God was upon her. I want to encourage you, you want to see power in your life? Make sure you're moving in the direction that God has called you to be so that you might praise him and worship him for who he is. And who do you want to worship and praise? The Lord, our Savior. Verse 47 I'm sorry, verse 46, Mary says, Mary responded, Oh, how my soul, what? Praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. So as we get closer to celebrating Christmas, let us not forget that we are celebrating our God who came down from heaven to die on the cross for our sins. And he is our Savior. Whether you acknowledge him or not, you one day everybody's going to find out that he is Lord. So if you don't know him today, today's the day of salvation. Heart and not your hearts. If you don't know, do not know Christ. Confess today. Invite him into your heart. Be your personal Lord and Savior, and you shall be saved. And we welcome you to come to be discipled here, to be to baptize and celebrate the communion of the saints, and grow. As we continue to grow and walk in humility and relationship with our God, because not one of us is perfect. We all are sin, all sort of God's glory. And we're all in need of His grace and His mercy. And each day we need one another to encourage one another, to help one another, so that we can be like Mary Lily, that one day we can go to each other's house and bless and encourage one another to continue to be used by our awesome God. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you for you using us for your glory, for your honor. Father, Lord, forgive us the times that we made it about ourselves more than we made it about you. Forgive us, God, for times that we didn't give you glory and give you honor when it was you that blessed us in such an awesome, tremendous way. Lord, we thank you that your power is your power, that your power does not decrease, but your power is your power. And, Father, we thank you that we can experience your power at times, Lord, even our, our ignorance, even our rebelliousness, that your mercy is everlasting. So thank you, God, for forgiving us. Thank you, God, for saving us. Thank you, God, for calling us to great work. Now, Father, there might be someone here who does not know you, but I pray they confess with their mouth and believe in their heart is Christ alone, and they shall be saved. And Lord, I, I ask you, guide them and direct to a Bible-leaving, teaching, preaching church where they can be disciples and be the awesome, mighty men and women of God you called them to be. Now, Father, move us through this time and this space as we continue to worship you through the, uh, our tithes and our offerings. We freely give back to you for what already belongs to you. And so, Father, we thank you for always a desire to give and yet have enough. Uh, we thank you for you supply all our needs. So move, oh God, as we continue to worship you through this giving. Jesus Christ, and Lord, we pray. Amen. <clears throat> as the ushers come forward, if you today you're looking for a church home or you're asking that question, what must I do? Uh, to be saved, we welcome you here into this fellowship. Uh, deacons and ministers of forward, if you want to come, ask them what must I do. We'd be happy to share that information with you as the ushers come forward, prepare us to lead us uh, in our time of ties and offer. Thank you. 
We've got a few announcements for the weeks, weeks to come. Uh, those, um, first little kind of public service announcement, those who are in the 05 zip code, if you can help out ITC in filling out a survey. Uh, Vernon Johnson is asking us to do that. So if you live in the 05 zip code, they're asking to read this to you from Illinois. It says, Illinois Central College, uh, the city of Peoria and the Peoria Public Schools have partnered to receive a grant specifically for the 05 zip code. The grant could bring in significant amount money over five years, the purpose of the grant is to, is to revitalize and uplift the 05 zip code. Uh, it mentions in the past three years there was a grant, but we fell short with trying to target this population that consists of households in 05 zip code with children trying to get that money to help revitalize our neighborhoods. So if you live in the 05 zip code, we have some on the back table, we have some up here on the piano, if you can grab those out, you can complete that, and you can just um, bring them back up to me, or, or uh, I'll be downstairs in the fellowship hall, or you can just bring them back up here onto the piano, and I will turn those in uh, for us. Uh, also going to say that you're welcome to stay for our fellowship downstairs in the fellowship hall. Uh, you're welcome to come um, as we have, have a Christmas celebration in the fellowship, and we have some light and, uh, food down there and, and refreshments for everybody. Then also the Milk and Martin Luther King luncheon next year, uh, January. Uh, if you would like to sit at Zion's table, see Sister Doris Lilly. Those who are interested in going to attend the Martin Luther King luncheon. Then also, um, I'm going to uh, cancel our Bible study for the next two weeks. And so this, uh, this Wednesday and the following Wednesday, uh, we will have Bible. We won't have Bible study. We'll look to read to re meet uh, in sometime in January, and I'll give you that date. Uh, for in January, so everybody can enjoy their holidays, and we'll take a little winter break, a Bible study, and probably some of you won't be one to come out. We know that snow and ice will come soon, and so everybody can stay safe in the confines of their house. Amen. Amen. Uh, but look, look for an email. I'll send out you some different uh, uh, um, devotions and ministries we can have that Wednesday night on your home, so that will come out too. Then also want to share that Sunday school with where we had Sunday school this morning, nine the Sunday school for our children. So you're welcome to come. Uh, to Sunday school. Amen? Amen. 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 So these are our announcements, and maybe stand uh, for our benediction and our doxology. Oh, I'm sorry. Before we do, let me, I forgot, I'm going to pray for our food. Amen. Now, if we do our doxology, we can all go on downstairs. Mighty God, we just ask you to bless this food uh, for the nourish our body. We thank you for the means to attain to the hands that prepared it. And we ask to bless this time and fellowship. Jesus Christ and Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 Let us sing. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I forgot something. Oh, then, yeah, I'm sorry. Sunday school teachers, um, and I got a survey. Uh, I forgot information. I got to give out to my bag. We're going to recognize our Sunday school teachers. Yes. Um, so we praise God for their leadership. I totally forgot about that. My apology. But they, they got rewards for our Sunday school teachers. And I know they want to get that reward. Amen. So we want to make sure we recognize that and give that um, um, to them. So we have our Sunday school superintendent and our Christian education directors, if they can come forward. Amen. Sister Turner, Sister Hearn, if y'all could come forward, please, our Christian Education Directors. Amen. We appreciate y'all leadership. Amen. And y'all for recognizing uh, the Sunday School. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Um, God is not the Lord's church, but we are blessed with faithful workers. And uh, at this time, we want to thank and recognize our Sunday School teachers. Um, we can't pay them for all the study and, um, and that they do because it, it's uh, the time quarter that I know and that some have been doing it a long time than I have with the adults. And um, so as we study and, and um, seek to learn more and grow closer to the Lord and ask him to
which they share with others. So we are blessed with excellent Sunday school teachers. So we just want to thank And this morning we were blessed with the, uh, our pastor being our Sunday school teacher. So uh, if you want to get more of that, come out on Wednesday night. We'll just ask him a lot. So I'm going to call your name, and if you would come up, please. Um, Sister McCullough, Rosemary McCullough. Amen.
speak to me in the Holy Spirit. Guide us and keep us. They all meet again. All of God's Tell me,